Hello, Afrolit fam. Welcome back to another episode. I am your host, EquiPM, and I'm so thankful to be recording out of Canal Street Market Ooh. with Listening Party. And I am joined with another guest, always special guest, musically influenced guest. <laughs> You know, he has done so much. He, you know, may have worked with someone that you know, you know, you know, she has an album called, you know, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. You know, it's just, <laughs> just a little, just a little slight work. I have none other, the Canteen Killer. Yo, thank you for having me. This no is very exciting. No problem. It's gonna be a hangout. Thank you, yeah. yeah. This is, Afrolit is just about hanging out. Having, <laughs> right i need a drop mm -hmm. i need to create some drops i need to do that yeah i'm gonna have you create like my you know it's lit that i just like, read right? <laughs> <laughs> so we always start the conversation out with where are you from rep your set right. what cities do you rep what countries do you rep from the continent let's part. start it off right. right well i'm born i was born in houston texas raised in missouri city texas which is like 25 minutes outside of houston hey uh, both of my parents um, are Ghanaian. both met in texas yeah um, so i'm a texas boy by way of ghana wow and yeah i love so texas dirty south oh, meets yeah. Ghana for sure. Accra? Where yeah. in Ghana? Um, well, my my uh, my dad's Fonti, my mom's Ashanti. Okay. So my mom is from Bomari, where they make all the kente cloth. That's oh, where they all nice. came from. Oh, yeah. nice. The real stuff, not oh, the yeah. Chinese printed no, the screen. Real deal. Real deal. I remember That's beautiful. going there as a kid and you saw them just wow. stitching Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So she still goes back to visit her family because she has a huge family. That's amazing. And then uh, my dad is from Cape Coast. Okay. Uh, so near Elmina, where all the castles are and stuff. Oh, amazing. So, so real royalty. Yeah. So I'm I'm talking to real royalty oh, right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> not the, you know, the Hotep royalty. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> so I'm usually between um, Cape Coast, sometimes uh, yeah. uh, Kumasi, okay. and then uh, of course Accra, Osu, all that. Nice, yeah. very nice. When was the last time you went back I was home? I to say, it's been like too long, five years. Okay. But so I'm trying to go, uh, I'm trying to be a, a good African and go every Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Can we talk about that? Because I feel like as an adult, it's a different sort of level. Because yeah. it's like now you have to fund your own tickets. Yeah. And, you know, you're seeing these prices. It's just like, wait, what? what? How did our parents do this? Like every, every, some families I know every year. Others like every other year. So every two years. So it's like, I'm yo. budgeting and credit cards. I know. No wonder they're like, ah, return it. Yeah. You don't need this. You, need you know, you don't need this. I return home, it right now. I try to turn the AC down. He's like, ah, what are you <laughs> doing? It's so like there's a budget in yeah, place for always. this right now. Mm -hmm. So talk to me more so because you so you moved to New York when you were actually let's start from the beginning. Okay. When did you realize like growing up in Texas, when did you realize that you wanted to do music? Was it something that was always with you or did it some is it something that just grew from your inspiration? Um, I would definitely say something that grew. Yeah. Uh, my parents it's funny, I'd always be, I was always into more percussion and drums. Yeah. But my dad forced me to take piano lessons because he always wanted to take piano. So okay. I did piano lessons and I always wanted to take drum lessons, but for some reason I was really timid and afraid as a kid. So I never like brought it up to my parents until. That's so interesting. Um, uh, we moved to Ghana. Uh, 
I think towards the end of middle school. Oh, wow. So, okay, and so you moved back. Yeah, yeah, so I moved back. I went to boarding school. I was there for like half a year. And I'd Ooh. always gone back to Ghana leading up. And yeah, yeah, my yeah. My parents finessed the dual citizenship for me. Thank you, hey, Jesus. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, they finessed that. Um, so I was in Ghana for half a year. And it was there. I was like, all right, I really need to learn drums. Yeah. yeah I, I need that. So when I came back to the U.S., without even telling my mom, I came back and there's a drum set there waiting for me. So then I started taking drum lessons, and then that's how why I was that? Did they just know you, or was it like they had someone had given it to them, and it's like you know with gifts? No, my mom went to Sam's Club, saw oh, a drum set, and was like, oh, "I'm gonna buy that," because she knew I was coming home. Shout out to Mama Canteen. Mother's intuition. It was creepy. I was like, "How'd you know?" I'm gonna help you out. Oh, I'm too far. My bad. Yeah, I'm leaning back. We can't. (laughs) We can't hear him. We gotta hear all the gems. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'll just say that. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. my mom knew that. um, uh, She didn't know. I mean, she knew in her heart. Yeah. As a mother, that I want to do drums. So that's amazing. I did drum lessons, and then I fell in love with drumming okay and uh then i applied for berkeley i got in hey and mind you berkeley is the top music school in the u.s one of the top one of the top okay one of the top but still like top five definitely yeah yeah Yeah, um i just feel like yeah i enjoyed berkeley i'm glad i went um i feel like more so i obviously i got musical education yeah i feel like more so i got um it was more i got more networking out of it ah, um, okay. or like all my friends and peers that i'm friends with i met from school yeah so yeah and so, so it help, also helped me get my job so exactly so. exactly so talk to me just about a little bit more about that because i think when people or because you know a lot of times sometimes when you don't have your parental support which mm-hmm. is like the story for majority <laughs> of africans like they're mm-hmm. doing this but it's like they're actually a doctor mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know what i mean yeah so it's like how on the flip side being in a, an amazing school like you're doing what you love like mm-hmm. was there a pressure on you to like be the best drummer you can be in class like was that was there that competition cuz within creative school essentially like sometimes it's like you you feel like okay your peers don't really understand maybe the type of scope mm-hmm. of work that you want to yeah, do but then also it's like okay but you want like the professors mm-hmm. or whoever to highlight you because like i don't know they're working with mace or something i don't know <laughs> you know so it's like how do you how did you navigate just like having such an amazing extensive background but maybe having that not be validated in an institution like berkeley ah man um i would say it's just one of those things where i had an interesting experience in berkeley because a i wasn't i wasn't on campus oh, okay. um i Berkeley has a thing where they accept certain people on campus, and then if if they're full and you get in, yeah, then um, they'll they'll say like, all right, you can live off campus. So I okay. lived off campus, so I would oh, say my so experience was like a little bit different. Yeah. I was only really on campus for lunch when I was going to the cafeteria <laughs> yeah. and classes. Okay, um, and then once I met people in classes, I would go hang out with them in dorms, but then ultimately go back and hang out with my roommate who I also went to school with and I'm still great friends with. That's awesome. Um, but I did feel that pressure going to school where it was like, uh, they're just like, I didn't like, there are a lot of people there who like went to music schools going there. Mm-hmm. And so their level of musicality and theory was, I would say higher than, higher than mine. Yeah. And so I'd be going to these classes and kind of be like, uh, really know this um or my music was different and it might have not really been understood at the time yeah um but 
the key is surrounding yourself with people who are like-minded and exactly. understanding music and are supportive and, and the rest comes together. Completely. So talk to me about your collaborations because I feel like you, and it's interesting, like the first time, first, first, first time we ever met, mm-hmm. I think like you were working with, um, I don't know if you had just established the, this collaboration or if it's something that had been in the works. So talk to me about working with Oyinda <laughs> and that experience because yes. I feel like you, when I first met you, I think she was just coming on this scene mm-hmm. and like I mean I know she had like already people like Virgil being like yeah she's cool mm-hmm. uh, from the beginning but it's like I think once you guys kind of worked together and like released your project it was like from there now she's doing stuff with like Telfar mm-hmm. and like going to Fashion Week yeah. and performing with Vogue mm-hmm. so it's like talk to me about that collaboration how did that come to be? Very very simple um, <laughs> uh, one of the, it's uh, we were on first off we were one of the few Africans in, like, I guess our, like, friend group. Network as, yeah, circle. Yeah, exactly. Right, friend right. So um, anytime we would, like, we weren't, like, super close, but anytime, at the time at Berkeley. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anytime we'd hang out, we had mutual friends, so then we'd be there. And you give each other just, that look, like, I know you're African. Yeah, it's like, you know, we're mad lad on the streets. Exactly. Like, you know, cold switching real quick. Exactly. Um, being foolish, but um, yes. it was great. It was, I was much needed mm-hmm. um and so it was towards the end of berkeley um she knew that i was having uh, really into ableton and i was performing more towards the end and doing beats and stuff and i was in this collective around that time called handmade no vowels to be edgy um yes. so she kind of like saw my music through yeah. that and so she asked me to do a remix yeah so i did a remix for off of her first ep and she really liked it and then once we graduated, she was going to do a show at uh, Lollapalooza in Chicago. Wow. So <laughs> Slight work. Th- yeah, this is in 2014. <laughs> yes. Summer 2014. And so um, sh- there were there were trios. Uh, me, um, another bandmate, Raph, and then um, one uh, another guy who was doing synth and tracks. Okay. But... It's something he had to go back home because he wasn't from the states. Ah, okay. Uh, back in, uh, like I believe the Philippines. Oh yeah. Wow. Um, uh, uh, sorry, Jakarta. Yeah. Um, and so um, she needed someone to play for the Lollapalooza, so she asked me. Obviously, Whoa. I said no. Oh uh, no, I said yes. I, said yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, wow, plot twist. <laughs> I, like, nah, I don't no, want that. I don't know. Not with my time. <laughs> Yeah, so we did that. It was dope, great experience. And then she was like, "Hey, this was a great experience." Yeah. Um, also, leading up to that, I wasn't even around. I went to Ghana around that Whoa. time to visit. So on my way back, I had a layover in Amsterdam because I had a friend who lived there. Yeah. So during that time, I was working on beats because she needed more tracks for yeah. um, her performance. Uh, performance, exactly. Mm-hmm. So we knocked that out. She wrote some stuff. Um, I think amazing stuff. One of the tracks mm-hmm. actually is ending up. Ended up being on my EP that's coming out uh, this uh, in the next couple months. Nice. Um, yeah, so it went really well. We performed. It was really effortless and easy. And it felt like fam. And yeah, that's awesome. That's great. And so, like together, you guys have kind of grown 
in just like musically like yeah. talk to me more about like your sound because i feel like if you follow him on the gram which you will after <laughs> listening to this because he's awesome I hope so. you'll see <laughs> you'll see that you drop these tracks or these mixes um the wavy wednesdays mm-hmm. you oh, know hump day, uh, hump day mixes. Uh, yeah hump day mixes Ooh, excuse I'm me right right anyways so yeah talk to me more about like just like defining your because i feel like you know you're ghanaian mm-hmm. also you know from the south there's that like slowed down like mm-hmm. really like hyped up like ugk i'm assuming right yeah. yeah sound but you know you don't really fit into that mold and i think that's awesome yeah you know like because there's a certain expectation of mm-hmm. oh if you're african like this is what the what african you sound yeah. you know this is what the sound that you create mm-hmm. has to be and or if you're from the south this is the um, sound that you question. need to create so like how did you make sure that like you created your own sound and like what gives you that motivation to be like okay you know what this is working and this is what i like um i mean i try to overcomplicate it it's more of like oh i enjoy this i like this okay um and sometimes i might yeah i used to when i was first making music and i would do something and i really liked it yeah. and then someone else didn't like it or understand it at first i'd be like oh man maybe i should change this right but as i got older i was like uh, that's not it's not necessarily I don't think it's necessarily the point of making music. Right. Like you're, you are making music for people for an extent, but ultimately, it's. I feel like it's selfish. Right. Um, so I just started. I don't know. I wanted to. Ah man, it, this is such a layered question. I, feel I like. know. Um, it is. It's it good is. though. It um, is. Okay, so growing up yeah. in Texas, my parents were very conservative. Okay. So they didn't allow me to listen to the things that. I wanted to listen to or what Ooh, talk my about friends censorship. were listening to. So, <laughs> especially in like just pre-iPod days. Yeah. So it was a those, car, you know? Oh, that yeah, was where car, it's like, oh, let's put on the radio. Yep. It's like, no, gospel. Mm-hmm. CD players. <laughs> yes. So I was, it was like Michael W. Smith. Wow <laughs> compilations. Yes. Uh, um, Christian hip hop only. <laughs> and then it wasn't until I got an iPod that I was able to really delve into like uh, hip hop that I liked and electronic music like Daft Punk, Kanye, yes. Dilla, yes. Um, which I feel like, and you know, I didn't really find out about like classic stuff that you're saying like, like uh, uh, like um, UGK, yes, yeah. but the deeper yeah. like Texas stuff until yeah. I was at Berkeley and older, and uh-huh. I was like, oh snap, um, this is like all that I missed in my hometown. <laughs> I know. It's um, yeah. So I guess because of that it's allowed me to approach music a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. So when I, I once I learned how to DJ, but I also like to, um, I love technology and I love computers. Yes. So I just thought it would be cool to take songs that I like and mix them and make beats with them for other songs. Mm-hmm. So it is like, cause I, I always feel weird describing it as DJing cause yeah. it, it, it is DJing the fundamental of what I'm doing is DJing. Yeah. But it's still more of a performance because I'm only using like certain loops and looping them and using them to make something else that is familiar, yeah. but also like a whole nother vibe, at Ex- least to me. Definitely. Um, definitely. And I've just been trying to focus on that. And it's 
changed the way I make music and stuff like that. So yeah. I mean, I don't know. I really enjoy it. So yeah, no, and like I think it's great that you say that you're you love technology and you love computers mm-hmm. because I feel like there's a whole new layer of like music yeah. making mm-hmm. that has come from just like the likes of Ableton. So talk to mm-hmm. me about your equipment. What do you use? I listen yeah. to a, a lot of music heads. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of creative people yes. are a part of the Afrolit fam. Mm-hmm. So, like, what do you use? What is your, what have been your favorites? Like, is there some things that you perform with versus things that you practice with? Mm-hmm. Like, talk to me about your setup. All right. So, my setup is um, I exclusively use Ableton um, to produce and now oh, to DJ. Yes. I just like to live. I like the feeling of being able to make a beat and then after you make the beat, be like, all right, I'm going to, I'm playing a show like in a couple of days yeah. or tomorrow night. I'm just going to take this beat and throw it in my set super easy. Yes. Um, yeah. So I have, I uh, use Ableton. I have a MacBook. Um, yeah. I have a Push 2, um, uh, a MIDI twister. Okay. And what uh, another MIDI controller called um, a Mono. Okay. Uh, yeah. 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 If you check my Instagram, you'll be able to I, like, see, see everything. everything. It's you super just need to cool. Start like a you know canteen killer recommendation. Yes. You know, make I a do. little commission off of that. Let me <laughs> give you some business Yo, tip, right? Let me give you that Good business. business. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, no, I love and I love that you say that you are just more inclined. Like yes, you understand the fundamentals, and I think that's the beauty of school. Mm-hmm. Like you're able to like just acquire all of this knowledge, but mm-hmm. then like take it and apply it to your own thing. You know. So so talk to me now. You've worked with Oyinda. Everything's going great. You're doing your own shows. How was it getting that phone call of, yo, would you like to work with Miss Lauren Hill? Oh, talk man. to me about that experience and how that came to be. That was crazy and super, super humbling. Um, yeah. Yeah. One of my, uh, one of my uh, turntable techniques, which is a DJ class at Berkeley, yeah. one of uh, my teachers, and uh, uh, another uh, hip hop, um, it was called a techno rave ensemble. But we really <laughs> quote, yeah, but it was really just um, uh, electronic, yeah, class where we just mess with like linking all of our computers to create music and perform live. It, very, we were just trying new stuff. Yeah. Um, so we used to teach for that, and it's funny how both of those class, was, both those classes helped influenced me to those are probably the two most important classes from I took Berkeley. at Berkeley yeah because yeah. they help influence my approach to music and how I create now so That's huge awesome. shout out to Radar Ellis hey. um, the man he's a freaking genius encyclopedia the man um, but yeah he um, he's the one who also called me and was like hey um, uh, I can't do this gig uh, I need you to do this gig for me it's like an A-lister and I was like oh yeah, yeah sure I'm not gonna <laughs> say no <laughs> Um, Just, uh, you know, yeah. a lister. We don't know. You know, like, ah, if yeah. you show up, please show up. I'm just sitting in my car like, <laughs> right. okay, work, work. Yeah. And then he told me who it was. And I was like, oh, work. So it was a, uh, it was Miss Lorne Hill. It was a huge surprise and definitely crazy, crazy ride for sure. Yeah. In, a, in a good way. I've learned so, 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 so much. Yeah. Um, and I got a travel and play gigs I would have never expected to travel. I mean, to play, sorry. Um, Where has been the most interesting that you wouldn't have expected such like a full, because you know, I I can imagine like certain crowds, like it's like expected, like it's going to be a huge turnout, like everyone's Mm -hmm. insane, but it's like, where did you go where it's like, okay, you know, this is going to be cool, like, and then it 
ends up being insane. People are like, no, all the songs, like you're just vibing with the crowd. Like Man. where has, or was that every night? Because I it guess it wasn't every night because some places were kind of weird, but there were some places like, I think there's this one show in Italy. Wow. Uh, I think Parma. I think that was the one. So not even like a main city, not like Milan or Rome. No, yeah, it was somewhere else in Italy. Parma, Italy. Eight, which is where Parmesan, I believe, comes from. Oh. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah, amazing. Learned something. And cheap. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, I totally forgot. Yeah. Uh, the question is, um, where did you go yeah, with the tour Parma, that, yeah, that yeah, was like unexpected? Yeah. yeah, they were... Because there were seats, and I was like, oh, they're going to be sitting yeah. and chilling. But when she came out and sang the songs, people were just ah! going off, singing around. Yeah, because it was weird because in the States, we play shows, and people, ah, this is what I don't like. In the States, people tend to go crazier for artists who have, I guess, more clout or hype or are more popular. Yeah, that's and true. And so Miss Hill, and I guess the stigma that she kind of has, she gets a different reaction in uh, the States compared to Europe. People are going like... Ham. Yeah, way people are way more likely to go ham and like they know her words, singing her songs, and going, they're going crazy. That's so, so interesting. Most, most shows in Europe, I would say, were a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. and like just the experience from that, like, were you able to connect with other musicians who were on the team? Like, how many of you know you were a part of the team with her? Um, for the band at first, yeah. I think there were like 15, 16 of us, okay. and then as the tour went on, um, it became less, and they, they broke it down, so it was like uh, 11, 12, maybe. Okay. I feel like I'm That's awesome. You're guessing. Up. Yeah. Is that tour? <laughs> like that tour? Someone's going to be like, damn, yeah. Sam, you didn't shout me out on um, Afro. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that, that tour was a... It was a blur. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think once you're able to add something like that to your resume, like, have you already seen, like, people's different reactions? Like, has, like, you know, reception of your music changed? Like, have you really... Do you really talk about... I don't think you really talk about I don't, it. I don't really talk about yeah. it. Because uh, I don't know. I find it's, like, a weird thing to talk about. I like, I mean... It's funny, like, I'll be in rooms and other people are so much like, hey, I've worked with this and this and this and this yeah, and this and this person. Know, yeah. And then it'd be after the fact where I remember I went to this, like, Ableton event. Yeah. And they were, they're different artists and they're asking artists, like, what they do. And I was, like, very cool. I didn't even mention who I worked with. Yeah. And then other person was, like, listing all the people they worked with. I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Should I have mentioned <laughs> who I've worked with? But, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I like it. It's better when like it comes it when you're humble. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird. It makes me feel weird. So I, I like it better when people mm -hmm. bring it up and it's, like, an organic conversation. Was it mo also a full circle moment for you in terms of, like, your inspiration? Like, had you listened to yeah. her growing? So, wow. Of course. So, I like, remember the first time, the first time I heard Lauryn Hill was <laughs> I was interning at this summer this summer Christian camp super Pentecostal like oh. <laughs> speaking in tongues like laying yes, hands yes, falling out yes, in the spirit yes um, but they were low key low key playing people because they wouldn't pay us they'd say that we're working for working for Jesus which, I can't which is fair that. but getting older I was just like, like y'all no, low yeah, key they scammed y'all yeah but it's low key okay. but um yeah you and so yeah. he had a little one of my this guy used to work I think I was like 13 or 14 mm -hmm. he had a little radio with a CD player in it mm -hmm. and he had a, a college dropout on it so nice. All Falls Down came on yeah. and he was like yeah this 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 uh, girl named well, not girl but Ooh, this woman named yeah. Lauren Hill because it was from her Unplugged album exactly yeah and so it was from that that I, I went back and 
started found that and I was like, oh snap. Look at that. And no. then now, yeah, I would have never expected I'd be right, working with her. Right, right. And yeah. it's, you know, and it's funny. I feel like now, I mean, Lauren Hill has always been like ahead of her time in terms of like music and mm-hmm. like how she's composed things and made things like come to mixing like the hip hop mm-hmm. and like singing and mm-hmm. all that. And like now that's just like a mainstream thing yeah. and like collaborating. I think she even went to Ghana actually and performed with Afrochella yeah, and right. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And it's like there's this whole push now for artists, especially American artists, you know, going to the continent yeah. and like playing some of the music. And so it definitely makes sense that we talk about the Lion King, the Gift Let's album. Go. I haven't been able to talk about this with anyone. You so. know, I think that it just makes sense being that you, A, you know the history, you know your music head, mm-hmm. like you listen, you know the inspirations behind things. And then at the same time, too, you like, we live here, we live in New York. And we are both African. <laughs> so, we are? you know, this like, whole time? Both, right? What? Right? Like, it just makes sense. And so, I have a lot of sentiments because, and it's interesting, I went live on Instagram and had a conversation with all of the homies there about oh, it. Sorry. Because one of my. One of my colleagues, you know, shout out to Poison Ivy. Oh. She's a DJ as well. She's from Kenya. She was interviewed by The Atlantic and her take on the review on the gift album is that it's really interesting because Lion King, as we know, mm-hmm. is based in Rift Valley. Oh, yes. <laughs> it is based. If You're we talk to, about like, let's talk about it. I haven't even looked. Like, right. <laughs> His face right now is just going wild. Uh, We're just all going wild. Just, yeah. yeah I'm torn because you listen to it. And I'm like, oh, wow. Like the it's production is so good. This music is good. Right. But then as you listen to it, you're like, Yo, wait, a, it feels like it's only highlighting a small part a very small. of Africa. And it's not even the part that inspired the Lion the King. Movie. Really? Like barely. Was anyone from East Africa? None. What? Zero. Like not even like production side. Like not even like That's why it was very confusing. So not even like (sighs) extra vocals. You know, and so that's what her article highlighted. And that's what other, you know, people who are in the industry, Mm -hmm. especially in the like because earlier in the year in Kenya there was this whole debate about like playing Kenyan music and how like Kenyan music doesn't even get real radio play on in Kenya. So it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like it's an issue, but it's getting really better. And I there was a hashtag that was started called hashtag play play K E music. Mm -hmm. And so fast forward now to like, and I'm sure this album must have been curated and like definitely in play like a year or maybe even two years ago, right? So I can understand that like in terms of hypeness. Mm the push wasn't really towards like Kenyan or even East no. African artists. Because Afrobeats is popular right now. Exactly. However, Beyonce released an interview. And trust me, this is no shade to Beehive. Please do not come for no. Afrolit because they are crazy. Yeah, we are not critical. Right? But we got to be real. Yeah. We got to call it like we see it. Mm-hmm. So there was a, a video. She was interviewed by Good Morning America where mm-hmm. she said, this is a love letter to Africa. Those were her words. Those were her words. Her words. So when you say it's a love letter to Africa. Yeah, you missed it. You missed a couple. And uh, you have the Marvel Disney budget. Because the thing is, because the the other example we have of it, right? It's not even the Marvel Disney budget. 
you're also Beyonce. Exactly. No, so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like so it's like you have that plus you have like the most excellent creative talent forces with you where you could h- literally hire whether it's you canteen killer or like you know whoever like yeah. uh, there's a bunch of djs that they literally could have flown all of you out in a summit and been like okay what list all of the so- like all Easy. of the top artists from every single country in africa like here you handle ghana you handle kenya you handle tunisia you ha- like it could have yeah. easily, and it's like okay, crazy. maybe South Africa. Right? Oh my I mean, okay, gosh. so South, so the countries that were featured in the album were South Africa, yeah. Ghana, Sudan well, would have been Shef. perfect. I know it's right. late. I know, and I'm sure they already had that done, but like, yeah, man, that would have been but powerful been, stuff. But that's what I'm saying. That's why you have to sit down and be like every single country, yeah, like every single country, you know. And it's it can be done mm-hmm. because the thing with and the reason why I look at Black Panther as an example is because like. There's the album, mm-hmm. the, like the Kendrick album. Yeah. But then there's the score. Mm-hmm. And the score, um, the producer, I'm forgetting his name, but uh, shout out to Ludwig him. Yeah, Gorsen, something like that. Gorsen, so I'm he, saying his name. Yeah, last name he wrong. went to Senegal. Mm-hmm. He did his research. Found, he did his yeah. research. Yeah. And he works with Baba Mall, yeah. and that's like those are o- that's an OG, which is good. And he had to do his research, he, especially because he's white too. I'm sorry, but that's the thing. But that's the thing. Why was he more inclined to do his research than you know than the gift? Like that doesn't make sense to me. So I feel like it's just a negligence. It's like at this point, it's just more of a negligence. Of, okay. This is what's hot from Africa right now. Let's just do it. And Let's just like do it. it. And people will like And it has been. I love the album. Well. It's so good. But we got to. Right. Uh, but see, there are pros and cons. Uh, I mean, obviously pros and cons. Yeah. But I think like, I think the good from the album is the way that it, not a lot of Africa was included, but the fact that an album like this by Beyonce happened, besides the Kendrick album. Of course. But like. I want I want more. Like I want more Completely. of that like I want it to be a joint thing where it's just like uh black America and Africa, the collaboration right. of music is more like organic and reg- I mean it's already happening now, but exactly. I just want it to happen more with not just West Africa, you know. Completely I think and I think the beauty and the reason why I love an album like this mm-hmm. is because now it allows the conversation to happen. Yes, which so is exactly so now it's like taking on. like people right. It's like that. <laughs> It's like, okay, we're ready. That water, pour it out. Like, let the dam break. Like, we're open. We need it open. Mm -hmm. No, but for real, it's it's more than just uh, an album, I Mm -hmm. think. I think it's like a conversation. I mean, of course, the movie is exactly the same movie. So it's like, you don't have to go watch the movie. But at least, no, I haven't seen it. It's okay. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have to know that. (laughs) They don't have to know that. You can send us to watch it now, Marvel, because, you yeah. know, we'll give you good yeah. reviews about it. Yeah, come on, Disney. <laughs> come give on us those free tickets. It. Right? So, and I think just the hype of it mm-hmm. has been amazing. Like, I know another guest that I had on the show, his name is Paco. Mm-hmm. Um, he's the founder of Mazizi Streetwear. Mm-hmm. He create. he had a collaboration. Well, he had a collaboration with uh, Marvel for Black Panther, Ooh. but then again, with Lion King, with Lion King oh and released these fire jerseys. I will link them below. Please, please. But like, it's just amazing how, like, I feel like now movies like this not only have like, obviously the movie but then there's like a cultural Mm -hmm. attachment to them like every single time and i think it's just showcasing like and highlighting like how important it is to really 
embrace like our Africanness, mm-hmm. you know? So talk to me about how you bring your heritage into your work. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. it's, it's really you know, it's, yeah, I feel like sometimes it may be like super easy because of just you being in a space where it's like you're the only African like mm-hmm. you have been at Berkeley and mm-hmm. otherwise, but then also being like the only, like maybe not only the black, the only black guy, but like having had the experience at an early age of traveling to Ghana, like explain what that, like bringing that to your workplace uh, I know means. Me, I, there are times where, um, well in my workplace I always try to, yeah, as a musician I think it's important at least for yeah. me, I find it kind of impossible to not put your like your heritage and what is a part of you in your music. It, it's yeah. always going to come across. Yeah. But um, I found I find I found that I kind of have difficulty fitting in in certain situations, mm-hmm. even in Africa, and Talk being, to us about it. being in Africa as an American who can't speak because my parents didn't speak Chui to yeah. me. So right when I open my mouth there, they're just like, oh, it's Yankee over here. <laughs> oh. So that's always oh, a weird feeling. Yeah. But I still love being I still love being home. Of course. And I'm always gonna go back. Yeah. So I do want to I'm glad. I'm glad that doesn't deter you because no. I feel like it has deterred some. Nah, but away. there's a there's a there's power in that struggle. Of course. Um and I, I, I try to just focus that because it's something that bothers me like very often, especially when I'm hanging out with other like Africans who might speak. And then it's like you hear my uh, voice. I'm like, hey, guys, hey, uh, I want to chill. And they're just like, oh. mm-hmm. but I mean, there's yeah, not, not usually, but right, it just to yeah. me, that's kind of what it feels. It, yeah, yeah you're I'm like, feeling I'm, it. We're, I'm different. Like I could go switch sometimes, but still right, like yeah. it's not 100 percent like the same. But um you know, I, I've kind of felt like there's a, there's a reason for that. So I just embrace it. Um, yeah. Because if it wasn't for that, then I think the music I would make and the way I would see life would be different. So there's Com- no point in completely, complaining about it. Completely, so, completely. And I can still learn. So Exactly. Yeah. Like this world is so, like this life is so, like you have so much time, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, you I really have so much time. Yeah. 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 Talk to me about your dream collaboration. What is it? Who is it? Where is it? Man, that's tough. Uh, top three. I'll give you top three. Top three dream collaborations. Canteen top three. And, oh, like, and also what you would be doing. Would you be like well, producing? I re- definitely producing. Think, yeah. And I love, do- I love producing. I love doing remixes. Yes. Uh, I would love... I have so many like weird crazy beats that I'm like, yo, Danny Brown would sound sick on this. Danny okay. Brown would sound sick on this. Danny Brown. Um, yes. Uh, Haji Beats, super okay. underrated rapper, used to be out of Hot Future. Yes, yes, um, we know him. He's yes. super dope. Um, and um, wow, I literally just forgot. Um, Tierra Whack. Ooh, that would be because she's easily one of the best rappers. Ooh, and I yeah. think that would be sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And did you see the XXL freshman cipher? I haven't seen it, but whatever. <laughs> she didn't even. She didn't even. Basically, the women are taking the industry, rap industry over, yeah. and that's just that. And anyone else who's she mad. She didn't even go off in the cipher. I know. Like, but it went off compared yeah. to her peers, which is <laughs> interesting. She's easily the best. Yeah. Right yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. And we always like to close with, if you could go back and talk to 10-year-old Samuel, 
with all the experience that you've gained now, what would you tell him? Practice piano more, dude. <laughs> Don't be so stubborn. Listen to your parents, bro. I'm so done. We That's do it. need to listen to them, yeah, man. I was we tight. Oh, you're not telling me to. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I want to go play. Samuel, sit down at the piano. Ah. I, and they love piano. That's yeah. one actually classical instrument I feel like all Africans can agree on. Mm-hmm. Like that they support, they'll pay for the lessons yeah. for. Just something about, I guess it's just, you know, maybe it's godly. They always see a piano in church. So it's like, Thank we can Jesus. have this. <laughs> <laughs> Did they ever force you to like play in front of like guests? Well, we'd have recitals. So uh, they, they would see me then, but they never really forced me to play in front of guests. Yeah. I think the low key they wanted me to. And yeah. sometimes I would play. But um, like, look what, look. Yeah. I don't know. I'm 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 just really stubborn. When someone like tells me to do something, I'm Aww, like, Samuel. I don't know if I can do that. Young, I was all, yo younger. You I was wilding. so stubborn, yo. Wow. Yeah. And you just be in your room, just chilling. Oh, yeah, mama, reading, mama reading comic books or doing something else. I'm so done. Yeah. But yes, this has been amazing. Mm-hmm. What is up next for you? Where can people find you Ooh. if they're based in New York or um, the interwebs? What do you have coming up? Tell us, tell us. Tell all us. right. I actually have a show. Ooh, that sh- <laughs> I, know, right? I have a show coming up yeah. uh, Saturday uh, that I'm doing. And then uh, it's at uh, this venue called Baby Castles from 8 yeah. to 11. I'm just going to oh, be playing a 30-minute like set. this episode may come out later than that. Oh, it's probably gonna come out in August. Erase so, that. Right. Oh, I'll take um, that. I have a show August twenty fourth at Music Hall oh, of Williamsburg. Yes, so yep. Yeah. Um, I'm opening for this sick, crazy trio named Moon Hooch. They used to busk uh, in the subways, and now they're oh, nice. big ballers touring. Wow. So, um, yeah, they they one of I met one of the saxophonists, and he nice uh they invited me to open up for them which okay. is going to be super dope uh yeah. i'm very excited going to be playing a lot of new stuff that i haven't really played before testing out the new setup so nice i'm really excited to be playing a bit venue it'll be super super fun yes. if you want to dance and come out let's you should do come it out. yeah let's do mm-hmm. it and mix wise oh uh, it's online just online wise oh mix wise online wise yes. yes um you can go to the canteen killer there's a little link tree there yeah. that'll take you to my soundcloud that has all my hump day mixes there are like nine of them um yeah they're super cool and then i have a uh ep coming out hopefully september october okay super excited oyenda is gonna be on it nice. um and yeah it's gonna be super ill i'm very excited yeah. to put it out Thank you. Yo, thank, thank you, you for so having much. me. This was awesome. This is awesome. This has been another episode of Afrolit. I've been your host, Equa PM. Shout out to Canal Street Market and Listening Party Presents. You can follow them at Listening Party and at Canal Street Market. And make sure to listen to Afrolit, where podcasts are all available. And yes, stay tuned for more. It's been real. Bye. Bye. <laughs>